the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We are back in James once again today as we take a look at prayer that works. Join us. Times of Refreshing next. My three-year-old son asks me for a drink of water. He does so because he can't reach the faucet. It's that simple. It is a request of need, and I am, well, I'm quick to respond with an affirmative and a glass of water. In the same way, that is what prayer really is, and that is why it works. We come to God in dependence. We come to him as a trusting child, looking to him without question. And that's our focus today in James 5. Prayer works. Welcome to Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community in Livermore, California. Here's Napoleon. He who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. Somebody say reward. Everybody in this room, you have a reward to bring. Look at your neighbor and say, I have a reward to give you. There's something in you that God has deposited that's, that's a part of your makeup, your spiritual DNA. The anointing, the grace, the power of the Spirit of God in your life that's in you that you have as a reward that you carry, that you bring, that you bring to every situation that you bring. You're not just a human being. You have Jesus Christ dwelling on the inside of you. And you have the Spirit of God living in you. And when he comes, he brings a reward to share and to pour out through you to other people. Well, what happens is we have to be able to see that. As goofy as you are, as silly as you are, as, as, you know, and, and, and as fun as you are, and as many mistakes you make, God's got something in you that he's deposited as a reward for other people as they see you for who you truly are. He who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet receives a prophet's reward. So if I see that person right, they bring a reward. I have, they have something to bring into my life. I want to tap into that. I want to understand that with every person and then allow God to reveal the reward they, that they come to bring. He says not only a prophet, he says he who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man will receive a righteous man's reward. So what happens is for all of us, we have to see that this is a part of us tapping into the grace. We've got to see people right. So as we go back to the book of James, let's go back to James chapter 13, I mean chapter 5, verse 13, and let's look at this again. Let's look at this again. He says, is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. 
Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. This is a part of the grace that God places on a church. If you're sick, this is the reason why we have altar calls. This is the reason why we give room at the end of the service for people to come down. So if they're sick, if they're going through, if they got problems, if they got stuff, that we as elders and ministers and in and, and the church, we can pray for each other so that God would move and the power of God would be revealed. But if we're sitting there and we know that we have issues and we know that we're sick or we got something going on and we refuse to respond to an altar call, we refuse to ask for prayer, then, then we're going to miss out on what God is trying to release. And sometimes we don't respond because we're embarrassed. Sometimes we don't respond because we don't believe that anything's going to happen. Now, we won't say that. We won't say that. But sometimes we just don't believe that anything will happen. Oh, that's just such and such. I got problems. They got problems too. I'm not, I, you know what? I'm not going to go up there and let them pray with me. I don't, want, I don't need the elders to pray for me. And we have more faith. We have more faith in the secular than we do the church and the people of God. When God is sitting there saying, I got so much this, I got so much power in this room. You know how much power is in this room right here, man? I got so much anointing and power in this room, but people don't, they don't have any faith for it. Because they don't see people right. They don't see there's a reward. And so what happens is, is for, for us, we have to stop and say, man, and I remember, my wife will tell you, when we, when we first got saved, and even now, my, man, I would be at the altar every week, crying, falling out underneath the chair. They'd have to drag me out of the church. I, my, honey, am I telling the truth? I would be sitting there. I would, my church was in Sacramento, and I would be the first one at service driving from Alameda. I would beat them there. The people in Sacramento were right around the corner. They're late. I'm, I'm on time. I was so hungry and so, I, and I believed that these guys are, when they pray that something's going to happen, man. I believe this stuff, and I believe it now. That, man, that this, when you pray, and the people of God, you tap into something that's on a person's life, that God's going to release something. And if he didn't do it the first week, I'd go back the next week. I'm going to pray. I'm going to keep on praying. I pray at home, but I say, I want to pray. I'm going to go to the church and pray. And I believe God. And so what happens is, saints, now, now we know we got to work through God's purpose through everything, but there should never be a position in your life where God has to say, well, you stop believing me. You stop believing me. You stop believing me. And so for, for us, we have to, I want to, and I want to say this, I want to be in a position where God says, you know what, you kept praying and it did not matter if I answered you or not. You just kept on praying. That's what faith does. He says in verse 15, in the prayer of faith, 
will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. And this is another thing that happens. When we're praying and we do what we're supposed to do, we also have to check our own lives and hearts to make sure that there's nothing that we've brought on ourselves that's causing the situation. Whether it is sickness, whether it is us, you know, uh, personal stuff we got going on in business, finances, whatever it is. If there's something that I need to repent of, then I need to repent of it and confess it before God. And God's going to forgive me and move me on to the next phase of my development in him. And then he says in verse 16, and this is, this is where it gets down to a little, bit, a little bit more heavy here. He says, confess your trespasses to one another. And pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. We got too many secrets in the church. Secret trespasses. Can I talk about this this morning, y'all? We got too many secret trespasses and we're, we're over here suffering. We got problems. We got issues. But we want to hide everything. And he says here, He says, confess your trespasses one to another. There's times when we we violate God's rule and God's law. And God is looking for us to find people that we obviously can trust. And we let people know, this is where I'm struggling, man. I just messed up. And I need God to help me. Pray with me. Help me to get through this. But if you think that you can win a spiritual battle... Fighting all by yourself, you've already lost. You can't beat the devil by yourself. And so that's why God places us into family and he brings us together so that we can band together and fight the enemy. Well, what happens here, he says, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be what? Healed. That you may be healed. And then when we pray, he said the effective, fervent prayer of a, of a righteous man avails much. When we begin to get together and pray and really pray effectively and do it the way that God wants us to do with passion and desire, then God begins to move. But if we think that we can just go off and hide off and get it done by ourselves, it's not going to happen, y'all. It's not going to happen. We're not going to be healed from the inside out. We're not going to see God's fullness revealed in our lives in terms of healing. And I see this a lot with men. Let me say this a lot with men. Men have allowed pride to get into their hearts where they think they have to have this macho exterior where they can't tell people, man, I'm struggling. I need help. Man, pray with me. I need God to help me. And And I'm coming to you so you guys can pray with me through this so I can get through this. This is how we overcome. But Secret sins destroy people's lives. And then people, at the, when, it, when we're all, we hit rock bottom, then we want to confess it. We got to be quick to confess. Can I have an amen? That's one thing I know about God. If, if you're quick to respond to God, you're going to find yourself not going into a total tailspin. If you're quick, man, I messed up on that. I got to get that right, like right now. And stop saying, well, pastor, it's so hard. Don't make excuse for yourself. 
Just confess your, 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 your trespasses one to another that you may be healed. And then watch God quickly get you out of the tailspin. Don't wait till it's too late. Am I preaching to anybody this morning? Don't wait till it's too late. Because once we do that, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man, it avails much. It produces greatly in our lives when we learn to do this. And then he says this. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the earth for three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. He didn't have the new covenant like we have. Jesus had not died for him yet. He didn't have the indwelling and inviting presence of redemption in the spirit of God like we have. We have a better covenant than he had with better promises. So how much more will God respond to us when we begin to lift up our petition before him with the right condition of heart, with the right motivation and right relationship with him? And he says he was a man just like us. But God responded to his voice. It's not in, and this is the thing I love about this, that prayer isn't some special technique. It's not some special deal that we've got to, you know, that we got to remember. The issue here was when Elijah prayed, God had respect for Elijah. And he honored his petition and his request as it aligned with the purpose of God. And so God simply just responded to him. Sixty-some words he prayed, and God shut it down. Because God respected him. And it's the same thing for us. We have to stop thinking that we have to be some special guru in prayer. We got to have some special technique we gotta, we got to have a, this special person that has taught us how to pray. He simply just made his request before God. God shut up the heavens. And it's as simple as that. Can I have an amen, y'all? It's as simple as, Lord, will you do this? God responds. Lord, will you heal this person? God responds. Lord, will you touch this person's mind? God responds, Lord, will you help me as I touch and agree with my brother in this situation? Will you help us? God responds. Lord, will you help our country? God responds. Lord, will you help me on this job? Because these people are acting crazy. And I, I want to do something bad that I know I'm not going to do. But Lord, help me. Can I have an amen, y'all? It's as simple as that. It's not how many hours you prayed. It's not how the technique you have. It's not who you know. It's not all this stuff. It's simply aligning myself with God through my relationship, having an intimacy with God, and making sure that I'm praying according to the will of God, and then watching God respond. And then stepping back and giving him time to respond. But this is what has to happen, saints. It's not a special conference. It's not a special service. It's, it's as simple as that. But we don't, we don't do that because why? When it comes to touching and agreeing with people, when it comes, we don't see people. We don't believe God answers our prayers. If we believe that God truly answered our, would answer our prayers, we would pray more. 
But we have to get this back in the church. The church has forsaken the fundamental principles of Christian life. And we've resorted to smoke and light shows and coffee and this and pizza giveaways and all this stuff. And we've got away from just prayer. The prayer works. Prayer is powerful. Prayer is effective. Prayer makes things happen. Prayer breaks me through. Prayer helps me to get a breakthrough. Prayer is anointed. Prayer brings more strength. Prayer brings more grace. Prayer, complaining doesn't do it, but prayer does. God will use prayer as a weapon to rebuke the devil and to set people free. We got to get back to prayer and believing that if you pray for me, that something's going to happen. If I pray for me, then something's going to happen. If that person prays for me, then something's going to happen. No, it's not the pastor. No, it's not just the elders. No, it's just not the ministers. No, it's just not the deacons. It's just little old me. And when I start praying, God starts moving. Woo! Glory to God. God starts moving when I start praying. Woo! We got to get this back in the house of God. That man, when this person prays for me, I believe that God's going to move right now. When I come down to that altar call, I'm, the power of God is going to hit me, and I'm going to see God's going to move. Because the effective, the fervent effective prayer of a righteous man, it avails much. God is going to move. We have to get back to this. And for the church, it's amazing to me how we have forsaken the fundamental principles of Christian doctrine and teaching. And we've resorted to all this other stuff when the disciples, they prayed. Watch this. I'm just going to read this to you. It's in Acts chapter 4. And then we're going to pray. Verse 23. Peter and John have been arrested. Then they were let out. The disciples had been praying. And we pick the story up in verse 23. And being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. So when they had heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, They start praying, y'all. Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them, who by the mouth of your servant David have said, why did the nations rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For truly, Against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together to do whatever your hand had purposed, determined, and your purpose determined before to be done. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal 
and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, and when they had prayed, and when they had prayed, it didn't say they prayed for an hour, didn't say they prayed for two hours, but when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. And, the, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. This is a simple prayer. And the place begins to shake. And the spirit of God is poured out. And boldness comes to people. Boldness. The word bold is tied to the word bald. It means to be exposed. There's nothing to hide. That is open. And this is what happens when the Spirit of God fills us. And when we pray, the Spirit of God fills us. He begins to move. He, he makes us open. That's why he says, Compress your, confess your, trans, your trespasses one to another that you may be healed. Be open. Get it out for you. Stop hiding stuff. And then boldness. What happens is this boldness came upon them. They were filled with the Spirit of God. And they begin to proclaim the Word of God openly. Saints, for us, it's as simple as that. It's as simple as us praying and then allowing God to move. But we, they saw each other the right way. And this morning, I want to challenge you. If you're a young person in this room and you're looking at your parents that are Christians, see them for who they are and tap into the anointing and grace that's on their life to help you. If you're a wife in this room, see your husband the way you should see your husband. If you're a husband, see your wife the way that you should see her. She's not just your wife. She's a a child of God. If you're in the church and 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 you're sitting next to a person that that you know is saved and both of y'all friends and, and start seeing them the right way. You're my friend, but you're anointed. There's a grace on you to help me. You have a reward to bring. Start seeing each other the right way. Stop being so common with everybody and start saying, we're friends. We're going to have a great time. We're going to laugh. We're going to... But you know what? That's still a man of God, though. That's a woman of God. And then God, as we pray, begins to pour out his spirit and boldness begins to get released. Lord, this morning, I pray that in this house, there would be such a reviving of prayer and that Lord there would be such answers released as we choose to see each other the right way Lord some of the problems or the answers to our problems are sitting in the person that's sitting right next to us that you have a reward through them to bring that releases an anointing To change our situation. And Lord, I pray that you forgive us for not seeing people the way that you see them. And you brought them into our lives for such a time as this. And as we pray together in faith, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. We're going to see more answers to prayers in this season, Lord. I thank you that in this hour we're going to see More deliverance in this season. More healings in this season. I thank you we're going to see more answers to our financial situations in this season. 
Lord, I thank you that we're going to see more answers physically and mentally in this season. That people that have been struggling emotionally are going to get set free through prayer. The Lord, I thank you that in this season that you are going to answer some prayers that, that, Lord, have been such a burden to us, Lord. I thank you that prayers are going to be answered in this season. I praise you, Lord, that we are a praying people, that we are a fasting people, that we are a people that believes in the power of simply making our requests made known to you. And I praise you, God, that we are not faithless, that we are full of faith. And as we touch and agree with one another in life circumstances, God, you're going to respond. Now is the hour. Now is the time. God, release. A production of the Well Christian Community, this has been Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. As we close out our time together today, we trust and pray our time together has encouraged you in Christ, has encouraged you in your walk and relationship with Him. If it has, we'd love to hear from you. Now, there are a couple of ways you can get a hold of us. By phone, of course, the easiest, 925-292-7800. Again, you can reach us at 925-292-7800. You're also welcome to write to us. Address your envelope to the Well Christian Community. 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California, the zip code 94551. Of course, you can always stop by our website. You can learn all about us at thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. You can even take advantage of a few links, one of which will take you to our Facebook page. Or if you're on Facebook, simply look for The Well Christian Community. Don't forget, as you visit our website, take a moment and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can also follow Pastor Napoleon, by the way, on Twitter. His address, at Napoleon Kaufman. All one word, at Napoleon Kaufman. We thank you for spending time with us again today and look forward to seeing you next time we get together as we continue looking at God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may He bring you a peace that passes all understanding. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.